Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Crillo, and today we're going to be discussing why we sold the portfolio of small multifamily properties. Have you always wanted to invest in real estate, but didn't have the time, didn't know where to find the deals, couldn't get the funding, and didn't want tenants calling you? Since 2006, I've been buying income-producing properties in great locations that provide us with consistent passive income while we wait for appreciation in the future and take advantage of tax laws while we're waiting. And unlike your financial advisor, we invest alongside our investors in every property we purchase. Check out investwithharborside.com. If you like the idea of investing in real estate, if you like the idea of passive income, partner with us at investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. We recently sold a portfolio of small multifamily properties that we started purchasing in 2006. Now, these properties were located in central Connecticut, and over the years, we performed a number of renovations and updates on them. However, in 2012, I moved to Florida, and since then, uh, they have been managed by a professional third-party property managers. We had fixed-rate debt on the properties, and our first manager we hired was very good. They were able to maintain the properties and manage the tenants with minimal issues. The properties for us were semi-passive investments. Now, over the years, a recurring issue we had was that we did not have contacts to good contractors or handymen in this area anymore. A good one we had moved to Florida, and that made it a hassle when we had a project that was too large for our manager and his team to handle. It would take hours of trying to find a contractor or handyman to perform certain jobs. The other problem was that most jobs were one-off. So there's no value for a contractor or handyman to do a one-off job for an out-of-state investor that they might not even work for again. And the second issue was that our manager announced at the end of last year that he was retiring. So we decided to hire a new manager and list the properties for sale. Now, the decision to sell was mainly based around the premise that we're never going to move back to this area again. And if we kept the properties, we would need to rebuild our list of contractors and handymen much more difficult from afar, and our new manager turned out to require a lot more hand-holding than our last one. Every time a tenant reached out with any type of problem, they would reach back out to us and ask us what we wanted to do. The manager also had very expensive contractors that would be called in uh, when there was an issue, like a plumber that cost $250 an hour. The third issue was that there was no economies of scale. Enough units to get a slight deal on management but we didn't really have any real economy to scale. We couldn't hire a full-time or part-time handyman uh, to reduce costs. We had to rely on the managers, handyman, and contractors for the most part. The fourth issue was that the city that they were located in Connecticut was consistently losing population year after year. It was a slight decline, but it was still a decline. And Connecticut as a whole over the past 10 years has been declining in population. So it's really not the place you want to be buying rentals in because there's no job growth, there's no population growth. Now, we were willing to hold the properties we own there if they continue to operate smoothly, but not willing to purchase additional units, which means we would never get those economies of scale. Now, once it became more time-consuming to manage the units we already had, we decided to sell them and focus more on our syndication business and buying properties in the Southeast United States in landlord-friendly states that were actually growing. Now, if we didn't sell it, it would have required us to find new management and change, which is a hassle, and then find new handymen and contractors for future problems and projects, and most likely require multiple trips to meet and vet them. If the market was better in Connecticut and Connecticut was a more landlord-friendly state, we probably wouldn't have done this 
in along with purchasing more units, but that was not the case. Selling the properties also allowed us to capture our equity and reinvest into less time-consuming assets in growing areas of the country. So let me know in the comments if you've ever had a similar situation where you could buy, you could sell, um, or you could just hold on in what you did. So thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.